You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. Father Randall Kiesel, pastor here at the Church of St. Michael, from where we're broadcasting live. We're with Father, excuse me, Mr. Matt Wilcombe, who I'm is a also father. a father. <laughs> he is a father. Three great kids, his wife Elizabeth. Uh, by the way, we pray for uh, Matt's wife Elizabeth. She had a surgery a week ago today, a major surgery. She did. And so any of the faithful could pray for her, for her recovery. And she's coming through okay, right, Matt? She is. Um, she'll be able to have all the various uh, contraptions, uh, whatnot. So I think there's a pump <laughs> that she has to carry around yeah. right now. That'll all be able to be taken off Within a week here, uh, yes. God willing. So yeah. it's it's going well, but yeah, prayer is always appreciated. And that's Thank for you. Elizabeth. That's right. And uh, But this morning, uh, our capstone guest is Bishop John Quinn from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Welcome to the show, Bishop Quinn. Oh, thank you, Father. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, we're glad to have you. It's a blessing for us and, and for all the good people listening here on Real Presence Radio. And by the way, I just thought of this. I want to thank you again for your part, getting Real Presence Radio down here to our area. You were the key figure, I know, a few years back. So I want, again, to give you that encouragement and my own gratitude and that of many of the faithful should know that, that uh, you played a key part to make that happen. Oh, well, that's kind of you. You know, evangelization today is an ongoing, continuous part of our mission. And to be able to have Real Presence Radio is such an important uh, way of getting the gospel out and encouraging people, especially in this time of COVID-19 when so many people are home. Uh, it's just another blessing, and I feel very privileged that I was able to be of some help to God's work. Yes, yes, and we, a God's instrument. And But speaking of the current times, we're not only experiencing the effects of COVID, but we're also trying to live our faith in the midst of Advent. And that's the topic of our talk here, our time together this morning. And could you tell us a little bit about Advent and what is its purpose uh, for the the mind and heart of the church and the experience of the faithful? Sure. It's a a beautiful season in which uh, the church asks us to not just prepare for Christmas. I think we know what that's all about and all the wonderful traditions of, you know, baking and cooking and uh, families coming together. Uh, and those things are beautiful and lead us to, of course, the birth of the Savior on Christmas and all the decorations and music. But there's something the Church says that we can't just leap into that. Uh, the Church wants us to prepare. So this Advent season, the Adventus, meaning coming, that the Lord will come again. He came once uh, when he was born of the Virgin Mary, but then he will come again in glory. So the Church kind of says we need some time to quiet down, to be in contemplation, in prayer, to open our hearts to the fact that not only is the Lord going to come again, but that we are going to come before the Lord at the end of our lives. And so before we jump into all the, the richness of Christmas, the Lord says, slow it down and prepare your hearts. So we have these four Sundays and Uh, We wear purple, violet, a way to, again, uh, attract our, get our attention to be ready for the Lord's coming. Bishop Quinn, it's no secret that we've all been through a very rough year in 2020 here with this pandemic and 
Uh, other things that would typically happen that would kind of pile on to, to that uh, can get to be uh, a, a huge burden here, uh, especially as we're experiencing what some are characterizing as COVID fatigue. Uh, we just kind of want this all to end. And sometimes it can, it can seem hopeless. And I know in my own life, uh, hope, there's nothing worse than being without hope to have a situation at least seem like there's, there's no hope. It's intolerable. Um, talk a little bit about Advent and, and its, its, its purpose in, in teaching us the virtue of hope or reminding us how to cultivate that. Well, the, the hope, of course, is based in the, those two comings. Uh, the Lord came. Uh, you know, all of the prophecies have been fulfilled, the birth of the Savior. So what was promised uh, has occurred and that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so the Virgin Mary, uh, as we celebrated her feast the other day, uh, brought the Savior into the world. And that's, of course, the basis of our hope. And then we know that we're redeemed, the Lord's passion and death, resurrection, and the sending of the Holy Spirit is God's work to redeem us out of the sin and out of the darkness that You know, the valleys are being filled up with his grace and the mountains are being lowered and the winding paths are being made straight through grace and conversion. And it's a hopeful time because we look for when the Lord will come and complete all that work and will heal us. So with the COVID-19, our hope is not just in the vaccine, and we know that will come, but it is the final victory of Christ. That's where our true uh, security comes. He'll return. He will come back. He will heal his creation fully of sin and disease and illness because Christ is the firstborn of the new creation and the head of it. So it's a hopeful time. Um, And also, I also would just add, uh, for me, this Advent season, I decided, really began last March when we all had to make changes. And I've been thanking the Lord recently um, for a longer Advent, from March right through and now the holy season of the uh, liturgical life of the Church. That this is a time where I think all of us have had to be more contemplative, prayerful, to uh, count our blessings, but to know Jesus' victory cannot be reversed. That's our hope. It is. It's beautiful, Bishop Quinn. Thank you for being with us here on Real Presence Radio, Father Kazel with Matt Wilcom, and we have our special guest, Bishop Quinn, here uh, this morning. Uh, Bishop Quinn, you mentioned the, the first coming of our Lord, which we are preparing to celebrate here during Advent, and then we the anticipation uh, that our Lord would come again in the, the second and final coming. And we commonly know that the the bridge between the two comings is our Lord remaining with us in the Eucharist. And how can you share with us any ways, Bishop Quinn, that the faithful, perhaps not able to receive our Lord in the Eucharist as regularly as they had in the past, how how can they still cling to the source of our Lord in, in the hope of Holy Communion or look forward to, we pray, being closer to Jesus in the Eucharist in the future? Well, I think, you know, this has been a real time of awakening for our uh, for all of us, uh, not just our God's faithful people, but I think for us as bishops and priests, deacons and religious, uh, that we don't take the Eucharist for granted. 
and maybe the first time in our experience here as Americans where we've been deprived of the Eucharist that we've also come to experience what people who in the world today are still being oppressed, persecuted, prevented from receiving the Eucharist, just how privileged we've been. And I know that all of our churches here are open. <clears throat> we have Mass in all of our parishes. But, by, but sometimes because of uh, underlying conditions, uh, concerns about health, the people have not been able uh, to return t- to receive the Eucharist. But I always say to them, no matter what, unite yourself to the Lord as if you were receiving the Eucharist. He understands the limitations. He will give you the grace that he wants to give you, particularly to lead a good Christian life. But he will also unite himself to you through his love, and that it will not be exactly the Eucharist, but it will bring you into his love and into his presence. The Lord, remember, makes up for what's lacking in our lives. So if you can't come to Mass, uh, take the opportunity to pray spiritually, to have what the Church calls a spiritual communion. Pray as if the Lord Jesus Christ had just been received in communion, and offer Him that praise and petition, the adoration, and let God do His work in you. Uh, Do what you can, is is what I've learned in the spiritual life, don't beat up on yourself for what you can't do, but be grateful for what you can and receive the blessings of the Eucharist even when you can't receive it formally. Yes, well said, Bishop Quinn. And that, in that, it strikes me, my, my own words uh, mirroring that back, that's, that's a hopeful outlook. That's a hopefulness in the, the goodness of God that our, our Lord uh, really does not abandon us. And we we know the, the enemy of our souls would really want us to think that, to tempt us to doubt the goodness of our Lord, especially at this time that our Lord would seem far away. But I think the, what you're alluding to, I think the, the real truth is, is he's actually quite close to us, uh, even when, and especially if we feel like he's not close, that he is really close. So your words of hope are, are uh, really beautiful, Bishop Quinn. And also they're rooted, you know, deeply in our Catholic tradition of sacraments. Uh, there's always been the baptism of desire. That, uh, remember, God's grace is, and this is God's work, can uh, can happen apart from our sacramental celebrations. And so, just with baptism of desire, there's also the spiritual communion of desire. And the Lord will respond. Remember, He's intimately bound to us in the Incarnation. He will not abandon us. He will not leave us. And uh, even if the Eucharist cannot, for some reason, because of our situation or the the COVID-19, the Lord is there and waits for us to come as if we were right there in church and receiving the Eucharist. We're speaking this morning with Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, uh, on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Randall Kazel. We're coming to you live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota, uh, about 44 minutes past the hour, talking about Advent and the virtue of hope. And boy, do we need that virtue this year, Bishop Quinn, especially with everything that has gone on. Um, 
And I've, I'd like also to look at what the Eastern churches uh, have done, uh, you know, historically, kind of go back to the origins. They have a version, a version uh, like in the Byzantine church, uh, of Advent called the Philip's Fast, which is a little bit longer and a little bit more involved as far as penance um, and, and, and increase in prayer, just like the Latin rite, just like the Western church. Can you speak a little bit about um, maybe why it might be a good idea to engage a little bit more fully in Advent this year, perhaps than in years past, with, with increased prayer not only, but, but also increased penance and, and almsgiving and, and the benefits of those? Well, that's the thing. Uh, we've sort of have, over the years, maybe because Advent goes so quickly, um, before you know it, we're at that fourth candle being lit. And there's always that sense, my gosh, where did Advent go? Um, that we need to, again, slow down and be a little more patient in, so that we can receive the graces that the Lord wishes to give us. And one of them is what you just pointed out, Matt. Um, we've sort of lost a bit of uh, penitential uh, aspect of this holy season. Um, that's why we refrain usually from putting up the decorations too quickly. We need to experience sometimes the, the seriousness of the fact that the Lord will come in glory. And so the Church used to have a tradition of, what, fasting? And, in fact, I remember uh, even Christmas Eve, uh, when I was a little boy, uh, was a day of fast. And then that wouldn't end until Midnight Mass. Well, our culture has, you know, uh, really brought many changes to us. But still, we need to put into our lives a dimension of penance to fast here and there, especially not just from food, but um, maybe from buying, from spending all of that time on the Internet, looking and trying to see where the perfect gift is, and to use that time uh, for prayer, but also for service. Maybe we can't go into nursing homes, but to try and uh, have connection with people and uh, the generosity uh, in our parishes. But also, um, you know, like the St. Vincent de Paul Society, every parish has some form of outreach to the poor, um, but some penance. I think sometimes our biggest penance is to have time alone with the Lord. And I think that's part of the reason why COVID maybe is making some fatigue. Yes. They're experiencing a silence and an aloneness, but in that, to also know God is very present to them. So I think what you pointed out, Matt, we need to look a little more at the uh, penitential side of this season, um, and I think that would even increase in us our openness to the graces of Advent. Yes, and Bishop Quinn, well said. And I think there's a, a group of people who actually are very active. Uh, a lot of times I look at them, they seem to be doing extra penance because of their care for those who are sick or their care for people trying to help them. And that's our, our health care workers. And those who are serving in our Catholic schools, they're, they're going the extra probably 10 miles or 
farther to make things be done well and to continue their missions as best they can. And I, I know you know a number of our, especially in our area here near Rochester, many, many people involved in the healthcare um, uh, services as well as in the, the Catholic services of teaching. Uh, what kind of word would you give to them now uh, uh, to encourage them? Well, again, I think um, uh, my word to them would be that of great gratitude from all of us that every day they go to work and are prepared to risk uh, for us uh, if we're admitted to the hospital or worthy in, in the emergency room. These are women and men with families and commitments, and here they risk. They lay it all on the line for us every day. Greater love uh, no one can show than to lay down their life for another that uh, is imitation of Jesus Christ who did that for us. Something I did uh, as a bishop uh, back maybe a, uh, a month or so ago, I sent uh, a video to the healthcare workers there at Mayo, uh, so many of them there uh, every day uh, caring for people, for me, for all of us. Um, and I sent him a video it uh, wasn't long, maybe three and a half, four minutes, but thanking them and letting them know that uh, as the bishop and as a Catholic community, how grateful we are, uh, not just uh, to our uh, the Catholic staff, but all of them there, and that we pray for them, and we are grateful for the sacrifice. It's not a bad idea uh, to let them know, because I'm sure if we feel fatigued, imagine the demands on their life. So we hold them in prayer, and we also, I think, uh, find an opportunity to just even send a, a note to them. Uh, it means everything when we say thank you. Absolutely. We know that there are blessings to be had in Advent, and even during this COVID tide, as some would you know, say. Uh, we're out of time this morning, uh, Bishop Quinn, but uh, would you be uh, able to grace us with those, uh, not only Father Kazel and myself, but those listening with your apostolic blessing. I'd be very honored to do that. And again, thank you for having me with you. And of course, I wish to all of you uh, and to all of our listeners a very blessed Advent time. And I always say to them, don't lose hope. Jesus Christ is our hope, and he will never disappoint us. The Lord be with you. And And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, now and forever. forever. Blessed, and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Quinn, for being with us this morning. Thank you for your words. My pleasure. God bless you all. And uh, we're going to step back just very briefly here, and when we come back, Father Kazel and I will put a bow on this edition of Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. 
Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end of your gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thank you for staying with us here, broadcasting from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. I'm Father Randall Kazel, the pastor here, along with Matt Wilcom, the Director of Communications with the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Matt, great to be with you here. Great to have this show coming from St. Michael. And uh, we had a great lineup of people with us on, on our show today. Jeremy Stanberry from Open Window Theater, uh, the, the theater of the word, and making beauty present in our culture. So important nowadays. And uh, to communicate uh, not only hope, but also the hope that uh, is eternal. You yes. Know, we're not talking about just earthly hope. It, these stories that they tell through the theater are meant to have, to open the the window to us to eternity to the in- eternal implications of our own actions the own dra- our own drama that That's right. God has willed to give us here in this life. That's right. We heard about a great book from Father Stinnison. Again, congratulations, Father Gary Benz, on the donuts and uh, Dr. Pat Castle, Life Runners. What a great uh, witness he gave for being pro life, solidly pro life. Uh, liferunners.org is the website. That's right. It's your t-shirt. You can be a, a, a life runner. You don't even have to run. And then our just our last guest, Bishop Quinn, bringing up gratitude, just being thankful. And I want to echo that, that I think each one of us needs to continue to find ways to be thankful because, you know, the devil wants to have us be discouraged. And one of the battles that we can counter that with, look to God and be thankful. Figure out what we're thankful for. And this week I've been blessed. I've been blessed in many ways here at the parish, but also uh, yesterday I was part of a, a birthday party for my goddaughter, also my niece. Her name is Lorette. She turned four. How excited she was. And it was always a reminder to see these youngsters. So happy birthday to, I call her little Lorette. Little because, Lorette. Because her mom is also Lorette. And her mom, Lorette, my sister-in-law, has her birthday today. So oh. ha- happy birthday to the Lorettes yesterday and today. Uh, I don't know that they're listening, but maybe they'll listen later. And a lot of birthdays here in December. Uh, wish all those blessings and gratitude. A double portion of birthday well wishes here on <laughs> Real Presence Live. And uh, we also, it's about 56 past the hour, which means it's time for our preview of the next show with our technical director, Eli. Go ahead, Eli. Hey, thanks, Matt. Got a great show coming up for you tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by... Uh, and my sheet just went away. So I'm actually going to tell you about the virtual banquet tonight. All uh, right. That's right. We can't forget can't that. Can't forget about that coming up tonight, December 10th. It's our virtual banquet. You can uh, find out all the information for that at yourcatholicradiostation.com slash banquet. That's yourcatholicradiostation.com slash banquet or realpresenceradio.com slash banquet. But you're not going to want to miss that. 
Uh, it, it's going to be a great a time with Dr. Ray Garendi. Uh, got some material in there that if you come, if you came to uh, one of our fundraising banquets in like Rapid City, Aberdeen, Sioux Falls, there's material in, in our virtual banquet that you didn't hear there. So it's sort of an encore for you folks and everywhere else that we unfortunately weren't able to have banquets like Rochester and Bismarck. Well, this is your chance. Virtual banquet tonight, December 10th. Go to realpresenceradio.com slash banquet to find out all the details. Starts at 7 o'clock Central Time. Right back to you. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, I remember a couple of weeks back, I think it was Dr. Ray, uh, when I was on a different, uh, a previous episode of Real Presence Live, he said very clearly, I'm going to be giving a totally different talk at the virtual banquet than I did either in Aberdeen or Sioux Falls, other, other places. So tonight, definitely make sure that you attend that virtual banquet, realpresenceradio.com for all the details. Support your local Catholic radio station, especially for those who listen and live here in the Rochester, Winona area, uh, because we weren't able to have a, an in-person banquet due to the COVID restrictions. So, realpresenceradio.com. Very good. Yeah, a few last things with the you know seconds we have left, Matt. One thing about today that many people probably don't know, December 10th, is the Feast of Our Lady of Loretto, oh. the celebration of the Holy House oh. that was translated by the angels uh, beginning in the year 1291, and eventually it made it to Loretto, Italy, on the East Coast. I've been there, prayed in the Holy House. It's powerful. It's a peaceful place in those four walls. So remember, Our Lady of Loretto is today. Uh, and his special graces. Look that up and learn the story of Our Lady of Loretto uh, on December 10th. And Matt, you were going to talk to us about St. Michael. Well, I just, as long as I'm here at the Church of St. Michael, I just wanted to highlight the fact that I was given a chaplet of St. Michael recently. Uh, and I want to thank those who did that for me. I really, really appreciate that and uh, have taken it up. And, and I've just been fascinated by this chaplet and all the graces that are available, especially surrounding the reception of Holy Communion. Yeah. For those who pray this chaplet every day, so I, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to thank I want to thank you very much for that, and uh, I want to encourage is a anybody. Great friend. Yes, he is great, and to have all the nine choirs of angels, basically accompanying you or a representative from them, accompanying you up to receive the Holy Eucharist, powerful. Thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. Women made new next here on the RPR Network. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.